And good morning, Edge of Your Seat podcast listeners. This is episode 32, your host, Brandon LaChance. I don't know if this is a special edition or a late edition, because I said I was going to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Wednesday got pushed to Thursday, so then Fridays got pushed to Saturday because of new equipment changes and family stuff. My mom came in, surprised me. I'm really surprised. I think she told me a couple weeks ago that she'd be around. And then all of a sudden I get a text like, hey, we chilling today? I'm like, oh, yeah, we sure are. So, don't mean to push podcasts, but don't get to see the family very often. So it was pretty cool to see my mom. We played that game Overcooked I was talking about before in a previous podcast. So, always a bunch of fun. Anyway, I'm going to keep this intro kind of short. I am going to do a by the numbers because on this episode we had a fantastic guest in Hall, girls basketball legend. I mean icon for people that were following Hall basketball and girls basketball in Illinois Valley area. She was a very, very fantastic dynamic player who graduated from Hall in 2006. I unfortunately did not get to watch her or I do not remember because I graduated from Mendota in 2004. So when she was playing, she would have been a sophomore, and I was playing basketball and doing things myself as a teenager, so I don't remember watching her play the game. But she was fantastic. She's in Hall of Fame. She's had her jersey retired at Hall and Cleveland State University, and and the numbers speak for themselves. So I got to talk to her about the Mount Rushmore conversation that I had started with Tom McGonagall, the St. Bede girls basketball coach. She was pumped to join. She threw a lot of names and a lot of characteristics about great basketball players from the past, names that we've heard of, names that I've not heard of, things like that. So I'm gonna start with some numbers. Just wanna do stats and fill you in on things that we did not know during the conversation for the podcast. I'm going to start with Kaylee's numbers. Kaylee scored 2,496 points for Hall, which is still all-time leading scorer for Hall, and I believe in the area in girls basketball. Kaylee went back to Cleveland State University in 2016 to retire her number 23 jersey, and she is the all-time leading scorer in the program history with 2,140 points and 605 free throws made is also a record. She ranks third in free throw percentage at .794 and Offensive rebounds, 279, and 8th in rebounds at 733. So leading all-time scorer at Cleveland State, 3rd in free throw percentage, in offensive rebounds, and 8th in rebounds. Fantastic career at Cleveland State. As we were talking, she lists a couple players that she played against because she had a fantastic career after Hall and after Cleveland State. One of the players that she ran into, one of the players that she ran into in a WNBA team tryout was Tina Charles. Yeah, you probably know that name. She was drafted by Connecticut in the WNBA and WNBA MVP in 2012, Rookie of the Year in 2010, seven-time NBA All-Star, five-time WNBA first team, three-time second team. So she was on the defensive team, first team, twice, and the second team, twice. Four-time rebounding champ, she led the WNBA in scoring in 2016. If that's not enough for a WNBA career, she has two gold 
Olympic medals in 2012 and 2016, a gold FIBA championship with the U18 team in 2006, and three gold World Cup championships. Decorated player that Klein got to play against. Insane. She goes in and tells the story about Charles and playing against her and things like that. It's pretty fantastic. A couple of other players I want to talk about because we get into the Mount Rushmore and we both list a lot of names. Klein listed people that she played against that she felt are in the conversation or should be on the Mount Rushmore. And I dropped the names given to me by you, either on Facebook or Twitter. I did get a couple emails. And I did get a couple people in passing like, hey, what about this player? Hey, what about this name? So I said them all to Kaylee Klein and we went over them. One player that Klein mentioned and I feel like was her fourth person on the Mount Rushmore is Nigel Geither, who graduated from Lamoille. She had 1,440 points, which was the Lamoille, Ohio record until 2017 when Lexi Loftus surpassed her. Lexi Loftus should be in this conversation too. Great scorer, dynamic player. Then a few other names that I was given that I talked about that we didn't really have details to while I was talking to Klein. Give you numbers, put them in perspective with the other players that we did have numbers for. So St. Bede's Maria Lorenzi was a name drop, who was a 6-1 center. She did end up going to Bradley. I didn't see much from St. Bede, but she did play seven games for Bradley during the 97-98 season as a junior. Also from St. Bede, Nicole Posey, who graduated in 1993. She is a member of the St. Bede Hall of Fame, being inducted in 2017. Gina Anglovar, we did talk about from LaSalle, Peru. She graduated in 91. We did mention she is the Lady Cavs' number one leading scorer. We just didn't give a number, which is 1530. Also, Tessa Holland from Fieldcrest graduated in 2015, which I said 13, 14, or 15. I did say closer to 15. I was right, but I just wanted to pinpoint it. It was 2015 that Holland graduated from Fieldcrest. Also, from Barrel Valley, and I'm sorry, Kaylee or I had not known the name. Melanie Thompson graduated in 2010. That would have been when Klein is wrapping up her Cleveland State career and I'm still in college at Southern Illinois University, the other side of Illinois. So neither one of us were around to catch any of her games or even bring up the name. So apologies to Melanie, but I looked up some numbers, fantastic career. Uh, when she graduated in 2010, she had 1,147 points, which at the time was second in school or program history, and 762 rebounds, which was first. Her senior year, which earned her Player of the Year awards from many local papers, 17.2 points, 9.8 rebounds, 2.3 assists, and 2.1 steals were her average on her senior year in 2010. So, Melanie Thompson is definitely in this conversation for Mount Rushmore of Illinois girls basketball. That is awesome. Some great numbers, great players. Kaylee and I stir it up, put some names in, and it was a great conversation. That's all I'm going to do for this intro. Klein and I's interview is fantastic, and she's welcomed to join anytime, and she wants to join anytime to talk all sports. She is definitely a sports fan, national, 
college, even keeps track of Illinois Valley stuff while she lives in the suburbs of Chicago. Enjoy this episode. We will be back on Monday. If you have any more names, anything else for the Mount Rushmore, feel free to join in the conversation on Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P. Also, there is an email set up, edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up with anything, including this Mount Rushmore conversation. It's been going on for a few weeks now, and I wanted to talk to somebody that is definitely on the Mount Rushmore. Kaylee Klein was the first name that a lot of people said, and a couple people said, hey, it starts with her. And I totally agree. Fantastic player, numbers speak for it, and the career afterwards. So, hit us up, let us know if you agree with what Klein said, with what I said, any of the above. And, if you want to share it to your friends, which I definitely appreciate and condone, tell them we are on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and Google Music. Well, with that said, all the plugs done. Have a great weekend. Catch us on Monday. Until next time, peace. I am extremely pumped up for this conversation. I've quit calling these interviews because this is just a cool, smooth, chill conversation. And today I have a very special guest. I have talked to her before for a story. It's been a few years, so we'll do some catching up. And there's a very, very important topic that has been brought up on a past previous episode of edge of your seat podcast if you have not heard of this name you have been in a closet or just do not follow basketball of course i am talking about hall girls basketball i'm gonna call you a legend kaylee klein how are you hey brandon i'm great thank you for having me anytime i love chatting with you we did a story a few years ago i think it was a where they now for the news tribune and I kept your number and I thought, hey, you know what, maybe I should give Kaylee a text since you should be interested in doing this. Definitely. I mean, for all the interviews I have done in my life, this will definitely be my first podcast. So I'm excited. And you have done a million interviews. <laughs> Literally, probably a thousand. And this is a new one for me. So looking forward to it. And if our listeners don't know, Kaylee Klein is the Hall Girls Basketball all-time leading scorer. Did you guys take two trips to state? Uh, no, my senior year, we we went to state in volleyball and basketball. but so, so just once for each sport. Yeah, and you were a pretty amazing volleyball player, too, if I remember right. Uh, the jury's still out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I left that open for you to decide, Kaylee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you graduated from Hall in 2006, correct? Yes, okay. so a long, long time ago. I graduated in 04, a couple years ahead of you, so I'm right there with you. So at Hall, of course, like I said, all-time leading scorer that still stands today. After Hall, you went to Cleveland State? Yep, Cleveland State University, part of the Horizon League. Did you set a record there, or a couple of them? I do have the career scoring record there. I got close to being beaten, but, but luckily for me it was not, um, even though I always encourage encourage all the players that come after me like beat those records that you know those were goals that I had when I was coming into school so you know I, ex- I expect the same of girls that come after me having records at Hall and Cleveland State so are you just a rec league chucker <laughs> <laughs> um no hey it took, it took a lot of hard work it took some great teammates definitely couldn't set those records on my own so I have a lot of people that I owe and thank 
for, you know, helping me set the records that I did. Sorry I set up that question like that, but I thought we'd add some comedy in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely knew you were winning rec league, Chucker. From what I remember, I didn't get to see you. I may have seen you once. I don't remember, but I was in high school at that time, a basketball player. So I really wasn't going to watch, yeah, especially hall basketball at that time. You know, girls basketball when you're doing your own thing. I don't remember seeing you. Well, yeah, and you were probably, anytime we had games, you probably had games if you were in, in high school with me. So that's understandable. Yeah, you would have been a sophomore when I was a senior. Yep. Okay, where did you go to school? Princeton? Mendota. Mendota. Sorry. I don't know why I thought Princeton. <laughs> it's all right. All these schools are the same once you get older. <laughs> Seriously, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> For sure. So then after Cleveland State, you had a couple of amazing opportunities to continue playing basketball even longer than that. Just discuss that with us and, and what you were able to do after Cleveland State. Yeah, so my uh, you know senior year ended in March of 2010. Um, I had a couple weeks off. You know, the WNBA draft was happening. You know, as a mid-major player, I was not expecting, you know, anything with the draft. I mean, they only, they only draft 30 players, and if you think of, you know, all the major schools in the country um you know that was probably a little ab above my level but probably four weeks after my season ended my college coach got a call from the connecticut sun saying that they they wanted some more players to come to camp to you know make it more competitive and they had asked what my interest level is and in about 0.2 seconds i was like i could be there tonight if you need me <laughs> <laughs> So I, um, I joined the Connecticut Sun training camp, and I, I was probably playing there for two, two to three weeks. There was about 20 of us girls, 22 of us girls, and 11 made the team. So I, I knew it was a long shot, but just to get that experience and, you know, to play with some of the best players in the country, literally, um, that year the Connecticut Sun had the number one overall pick. So I was playing with uh, Tina Charles from UConn. So in practices, I'm going up against the number one draft pick uh, in the WNBA. So something can, I can always say I did. Of course, I didn't end up making the team, but it's something that, that I'm proud of still to this day. Yeah, and I mean, that name that you just dropped was a pretty fantastic player. Oh, yeah. You know, she's six foot three. I'll never forget, you know, one one practice. I think it was probably one of the only two points I ever scored in practice. Um, I, it was an and one on her. So I was like, I just scored an and one on the number one overall draft pick in this year's draft. So I'm hanging my hat on that one. That's awesome. After the workout with the WNBA team, did you go and play overseas? Yeah, I did. Like right when my college season ended, agents aren't allowed to talk to college players until officially their seasons are over. So I started getting Facebook messages and, and calls you know, with agencies looking to represent me, I ended up, you know, going with an agency out of, actually out of Connecticut, and they set me up. I ended up going to play in Satsumare, Romania. Played in Romania for about seven or eight months. That's awesome. That had to be a very cool experience to be out of the country, travel, and still do what you love to do and play basketball. Yeah, it was awesome. And, you know, I was, you know, coming from a mid-major, Cleveland State, so there's three other Americans on my team. So, you know, I was playing with a girl from Maryland, a girl from University of Miami, a girl from Oregon State. So, you know, I was playing with girls from some of the, the most major conferences, you know, in college basketball. Before we get into another topic, I just want to know, you know, your thoughts on the game of basketball and, and what it's done for you. Obviously, uh, you got to play for quite a while sports we all love sports it's a game but when you get to play it on you know a couple different levels that's got to be a great feeling 
Yeah, I mean, you know, just thinking back the the states and the countries that I was able to travel to, to play in. You know, I played in some of the nicest arenas people will ever see in their life. You know, I met tons of people. I was, you know, talking to reporters. I was, you know, in the NCAA tournament twice. Leading up to the NCAA tournament, it's just interviews and fan experiences and player experiences. If I wasn't an athlete, you know, that's something I would never would have been able to experience in my life. So, you know, I, I owe... Even my career now, like, I'll still have people reach out on my LinkedIn. You know, I have on there that I played basketball. And, you know, I feel like I get more more job hits or, you know, more reach outs from recruiters when they see that I have this, this sports background. I feel like, you know, employers like that, you know, the team-oriented aspect of my background or, you know, of any athlete's background. So I can honestly say basketball, every sport that I played, opened all the doors in my career and, you know, where I am in my life today. That is very cool. Not a lot of people could say that. Okay, I have to jump into this, Kaylee. So. (laughs) I think I'm ready for it. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. The reason I asked you on, well, the main reason, of course, I wanted to catch up and and see how you're doing. So I spoke with St. Bede girls coach Tom McGonagall probably, I don't know, it's like two or three weeks ago now. But we ended up talking about a Mount Rushmore of girls basketball from the Illinois Valley and the first name on the list was Kaylee Klein. Okay. And then we decided this was Tom and I we I've asked other people and a lot of people have agreed with this. So the three that we said were Kaylee Klein, Katie Carls, and Jackie Bice. Okay, so I'm in some good company there. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you played against Katie Carls, didn't you? Yes, I did. I mean, we kind of grew up together playing against each other. You know, we would team up for the old school AAU uh, games in in Spring Valley. And then, you know, at the end of the day, we ended up going to different high schools. So it was just a fun rivalry for four years. With you obviously playing against Katie and Jackie Bice graduated in, I want to say, 99 from Mendota. Yeah, so I never played against Jackie. Never played against her, but you probably heard stories. Oh, gosh, yes. Since college, I, I have met her. So, yes, I knew she was a great player. I know she scored a ton of points. Although I never saw her in person that I can remember unless I was little. You know, I, I went to tons of games with my Uncle Bob. So I may have seen her, but I I personally, like, I don't I don't recollect. Okay. How many, do you remember how many points you scored at Hall? I think 2,000. 496, if I remember correctly. I think it's right around there. I wanted to say it was around 2,500. Yeah, I think it's somewhere around there. I just haven't seen the number in a while, so I couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> Sometimes I get like mixed up between college and, and Hall, but I know I scored more at Hall, so I, it's got to be the 2496. All right. And then Jackie Bice was also a 2,000 scorer. I just saw her number was 2,111. Okay, so yeah, she's she's right there. Yeah, and Katie Carls, isn't, she isn't far off either. No, yeah, I'm sure not. I mean, she was a great scorer. Katie was playing with Talia Sanford, so, you know, she, and she was a point guard. She was dispersing points just as much as she was scoring points. So, with those three names, you, of course, Carls and Bice, do you think are Mount Rushmore worthy? I think we are. I mean, I obviously haven't played Jackie, but, you know, heard all the great things that she did. Katie and I went toe-to-toe for four years, so I think, I think that's a good, uh, good starting three. Uh, I'd take us over a lot of people. 
<laughs> I would too, because you three were the first people that are like, okay. Now we got. Now we got to get some height. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because if I'm the tallest in that Mount Rushmore, I'm only five eight. So I don't know how tall Jackie is. I think she's shorter than me. I, I've never seen her in person. I've only heard stories. She graduated my eighth grade year, so when I was okay. a freshman, she was already gone. Got it, got it. So you, yeah, you really never saw her play. Nope, I never seen her. Who in your mind is somebody that you would think would be the fourth person on this Mount Rushmore? And you can give me a multiple names of people that, you know, you would think about putting on this Mount Rushmore. You had told me, kind of gave me a heads up, like, think about all the best players that you have played against. So I do have a list. I mean, obviously, I only played for four years, so it's hard to, to judge girls that came before me that I didn't play against and girls after. Um, but one name that I that I came up with was um, Nigel Geither from Lamoille. She was a senior when I was a freshman. She scored a ton of points for them. She was always, you know, leader, Bureau County Republican. So she was one that I thought of to give an, a shout out, you know, a former Hall player. She kind of paved the way for the program before I got there. But I'm going to throw out Megan Stank, Ottawa, uh, who I played against. You know, we played against each other four years, but Kristen Fox. Uh, who ended up going to play Augustana. She's one of the, the better players that I played against. A younger girl that came to mind out of Rock Falls, Jamie Russell. Uh, she was a little point guard quick. She ended up going to play at Wisconsin. So, she, yeah, she was one that came to mind instantly when you said something. And then probably a girl who many people don't know her name, but this was a girl that held me in check, scoring every time we played them in the St. Bede Classic. Um, so out of IVC, uh, Jessie Stapleton, I think she was a year older than me. Pretty sure she brought me to tears on the court a couple times because I could barely touch the ball, let alone score the ball when I when she was defending me. So she might not have scored a lot of points, but she will always stick out in my head as as a girl who held me in check. All those names, it's hard. It's still hard to pick. Thomas Atasa. Um, you could even throw in uh, Christina Yednik from Marquette. You know, she was a year older than me. You know, she was always. We didn't play Marquette at Hall, or maybe we did once, she was scoring buckets, you know, in waves too. So there's a lot of options out there. I feel like it's, uh, it could be debatable. Yeah, definitely a lot of names. And the funny thing is, is so you just listed off, I was writing down as you listed them. So you listed off six names. When Tom and I had this conversation, I opened it up to Facebook and Twitter and just conversation to, to see other names that would be brought up. I have nine names, and none of them were any of the girls that you said. <laughs> um, who were, name the ones that you came up, or that you were told. So I had said Sammy Crum as an honorable mention, or maybe my fourth person on the Mount Rushmore when I was talking to Tom, and he agreed yep. she was great. Yeah, and I honestly never saw her play either, at least not in high school. Like, we would play at the Y when I got out of college. So actually, like, Sammy and I are actually friends, but I never saw her, like, in her prime. But everything I've heard, she, she was a beast. Yeah, she was a senior my freshman year, so I did get to see her a couple times, which I was really lucky. She was oh. she was tall and very physical in the paint. She scored kind of at will. Yeah, she's very strong. <laughs> and she's actually uh, Mendota's second leading scorer with over 1,500. Okay, and you know, and that's probably a product too of playing with Jackie Bice. I mean, I know she was younger than Jackie, but they played together. So no, she had to sacrifice some points because of what kind of score Jackie was. Just, just kind of like how I think at Hall, Jen Andes, you know, is a great score. She has a lot of points, but 
you know, she had to play with me for two years. My senior year, I was scoring a lot of points and she was a sophomore. And then she really took over when I left. Hey, if it was just it had been her for four years, who knows how many points Jen Andes could have scored. Oh, so you were being greedy and not letting her score. <laughs> I was, we were feeding off of each other. I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, some of the other names that were said, of course, um, this was, I think they graduated in 15 or 16, and I might be wrong, but uh, the Broman Schinkel twins, Allie and Abby. Okay. I think Allie was player of the year once or twice. Both of them are in the Mendota top 10 scoring list. Then we have from St. Bede, which I think is right around your time. There's two names here, Maria Lorenzi and Nicole Posey. Those names do not ring a bell to me. All right, they might have been a little before your time. I didn't I didn't get years. Those were just names that were brought to okay. my attention. Yeah, I think that had to have been before me. Who knows? I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, it was all Katie Carls. It was all Bree Veruki, Talia Sanford. Like, that was the same bead crew that I knew. Also from LP, Gina Anglovar, who I think graduated in, like, the early 90s. Yep, I, I actually thought of her. She should be on my list. I never saw her play, but I know she was, she was really good, and I... I don't know where she went to play college. Was it Arizona or somewhere in Arizona, I think? I was looking it up. I seen that she played for IVCC, but I couldn't find where she went after that. Hmm. And she, Maybe I'm mistaken. I don't know why I'm thinking Arizona. <laughs> she might have. I don't, I, I don't know somewhere. where she went after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she is LP's leading scorer and one of only two players in LP history to, to score over 1,000 points. Oh, wow. So I'm trying to think, like, when I was in high school, the LP girls that I remember would be, like, Lexi Pioli, Lisa Giggy, who always would guard me, Shannon Turgeon. Being a tough cover for me was all about moving all over the floor. You know, I had to, I had to constantly be moving, uh, getting to my spot. You know, I was a, a good mid-range jumper, a good free-throw shooter, so I really liked to, I liked to drive, get to the free-throw line. If I had one weakness, I'd, I'd probably throughout my whole career, it was my three-point shooting. I might have only shot between 30 and 35% a season. So, you know, in high school, that, I probably, that probably wasn't my strong suit. But hey, if I was moving, I was cutting. I, if I was getting my teammates involved, you know, as long as I got them scoring, that really opened up the floor uh, for my scoring. So I, I always just tried to get everybody involved and, and let my game come to me. To hear you say, you know, somebody shut you down and you weren't able to touch the ball or weren't able to get as many looks as you like, that that sound, sounded crazy to me because the Kaylee Klein that I've heard stories of, I mean, you were relentless, you know, scoring the ball. What I had to do with my game when, you know, when I wasn't getting the ball, uh, when they were boxed and wanting me, um, I really prided myself on, on rebounding. So I took offensive rebounding to heart in high school. I really you know, took it to another level in college, you know, for being an undersized guard, I made it a point to get as many offensive rebounds as possible. So, hey, I might not be shooting and scoring, but as long as I'm working hard, getting offensive rebounds, there's more ways to get points than catching the ball and shooting. A couple other names that were said, there's only, uh, I think I've got two, three more left on this list. Uh, okay. Tessa Holland from Fieldcrest, she would have graduated in... Somewhere in the 13, 14, 15 range. I want to say it was closer to 2015. Okay. That name doesn't ring a bell to me. <laughs> she was I'm more... Gonna, I'm also old. <laughs> She's more of a track athlete. She's actually just graduated from ISU, and she was a fantastic track athlete for ISU. Okay. So she could run circles around people on the basketball court, I'm sure. Yeah, she was quick, but uh, even with track, she was more of triple jump, long jump, pole vault, stuff like that. 
Got it. So she's super athletic. Yeah, very athletic. She's tall. She would have been close to 5'9", 5'10", and really athletic. Okay. Got it. And then Burl Valley Melanie Thompson is a name that I have not heard of. I hope she wasn't my age because I that doesn't ring a bell to me either. I'm trying to think. Like I remember like Tiffany Gonigan, Madison Laban. Like that that's the Burl Valley crew that I remember. Okay. And Tiffany Gonigan has went on to be a pretty good coach in the area. She's coaching at Princeton now, but led uh, Burl Valley to a regional or two while she was there. Yep. Yep, I, I have spoken with her before, so yes, I know she was she was good. I think she's a year year or two younger than me, or maybe just a year. We're pretty we're pretty close in age. And then the last one on this list you may have heard of is Amelia Bromenschinkel, who is a junior at Mendota currently, and she on Saturday just scored forty one points against Rochelle. Oh wow. Well, that's great. Yeah, 40 points. Well, 30 points is good these days. But yeah, 40. And that's funny. It was against Rochelle. That was the game that I had scored my most points ever was against Rochelle as well. Wow. And how much did you score against the Lady Hubs? 58. 58 in a game? Yeah. uh, It was my sophomore year at Rochelle. It it went to overtime, to be fair. So it was was extra, extra time that allowed me to get the 58 points. Nice. <laughs> That's amazing. When Amelia just scored her 41 on Saturday, the conversation was brought up of, you know, who in this area scored over 40 points. And Amelia and you, Kaylee Klein, were the only two people that anybody has thought of so far. Wow. I mean, so I'm in good company with her. I mean, I've never met her before, but I, I have heard the name in the papers. So sounds like she's uh, sounds like she's killing it. Yeah, she's doing really well. And actually, a couple podcasts ago, I said that exact same statement. I said Amelia's killing it. She is now third on the Mendota all-time scoring list with, I think she's around 1,400. Okay, and she still has a season to go. And has a season to go. Well, a season and a half. because I mean, the season's really only half over as of now. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure she's playing AAU, so she's playing against the best competition. So she's only getting better. Yeah, that's a true story, and she's all about basketball. That's her sport. Oh, good. Oh, I hope she's getting recruited. Oh, she is. She is. She's, good. Getting, good, good. she's getting looked at. Perfect. It's always good to see area girls getting recognition that they deserve. When I'm looking through, even if it's older people older than me, and I'm looking through stats or something like that, and I see them from any school in this area, whether I knew they were there or not, it, it always it always makes me feel kind of good that somebody from the streets or the, the malls or wherever you walked, you know, they walked at too. Right, yes. <laughs> so we just listed off a lot of girls basketball players that were pretty stellar. Yeah, I mean, I think our area breeds good basketball players. It's something uh, that we can hang our hats on. So you said you couldn't probably pick a fourth person for the Mount Rushmore. Is this correct? Um, or if you I, wanted to make your own Mount Rushmore without the three that Tom and I had already decided. If I if I had to pick, I mean, there's so many there's so many great players. So it's it's really like I even feel bad singling out one person. But I think I would have. I feel like I looked up to her as a freshman. You know, she was she was the. The player I was chasing, I felt like, and so I, I would go with uh, Nigel Guy there out of Lamoille. And I mean, I can only judge off people that I've played against. Right. So when we played in my freshman year, she scored a lot of points on us. So she, you know, she's always stuck out in my head. Um, obviously, other people are going to choose differently. You know, hey, I, I have no problem with Sammy either. You know, I just never played against her in high school. I don't know if I ever saw her play. She might deserve to be up there. Nigel might deserve to be up there. 
it could be uh, a dark horse that deserve that deserves to be up there. Let's get everybody on the court and figure it out. <laughs> I would love that. Hopefully, I'm there to cover. You know what? I would make sure I was there to right. <laughs> to see that. That would be yeah, awesome. like an like a Illinois Valley alumni game. <laughs> that would be amazing. Speaking of which, do you still play? I play for fun. Uh, nothing serious, but in the summer, I play in at Elmhurst College, which I guess that's a little bit more competitive. I have a lot of XV1 players that we go there and we play current college teams. So a lot of the Chicagoland D2, D3 schools um, will match up against. And, you know, for the most part, we hold our own. And then you realize that these kids are in shape. So by the second half, they're just running up and down the floor, scoring layups on us because, you know, us 30-year-olds are out of shape by that time. And then I play like in a literally a rep league like you know you go you have a sponsor bar and you go have drinks after um on saturdays in the city so that is literally not competitive at all it's a recreation league so just for fun yes literally just for fun like ages 20 to 50 like it's a, a range of girls is it tough for you to play in a league with that being you know your competitive drive and and the things that you've been able to do in basketball I mean, the two leagues that I've played in kind of, they go good for me. You know, one in the, you know, one is more fun where, you know, I just have the mindset going in, Hey, we're not going to play the best team. Some of these, some of these women never played college basketball. I'm not going to go out there and do too much. Like, you know, we're there to have fun. Everyone just wants to run up and down the floor, get some exercise, play the game, you know, freely, nothing serious. There's no trophy at the end of the day, but you know, I go to Elmhurst in the summer and I take that more seriously. I'm like, you know, it's always uh, the competitiveness in me is trying to, you know, hold my own against, you know, these 20-year-old kids. Because I used to be that, you know, used to be that kid. Like, to think I still have have a little bit of game left, but sometimes those girls put me in my place really quick. So when you're not in recreation leagues or playing at Elmhurst, what are you doing these days? Where are you? Uh, are you still in Illinois? live in the suburbs, so I live in Naperville. Um, but I work downtown Chicago. I work in River North for a, uh, a futures trading company. It's called BACT, B-A-K-K-T. Um, and we actually do virt virtual currency Bitcoin trading. I don't do the trading. Um, I'm not on the technical side of it, but I am the assistant director of compliance and the anti-money laundering officer. So I am monitoring the trading that goes on in my company. I know it doesn't sound it doesn't sound very fun, but you know I'm the one that's trying trying to catch the bad guys. Besides work for fun, I'm still all about sports. I I watch sports, try to play when I can, but you know, 31 years of my life, or I should say, 20 22 years of my life revolved around playing sports. Probably you know the, the biggest love that I have. So. You know, I, I'm following following all sports still to this day. I try to, you know, keep in the loop of what's going on in Illinois, you know, Illinois Valley sports. And then just, you know, just trying to stay active, uh, hanging out with friends. I know that's pretty much my free time is sports. How original, I know. <laughs> Same here. I mean, I've made a career out of it, so that's what happens. I've always wanted to have, like, a job for ESPN. I just know sports like the back of my hand, so I feel like I could get on ESPN and debate anybody on anything, but especially NBA basketball. I could debate people head-to-head, -head, I'll tell you that. And I know you're a fan of LeBron? I have been ever since. Obviously, I went to school in Cleveland. You know, I started there in 2006. I think he was drafted in 03, so, you know, he was big time when I went there. You know, saw him play, you know, often. And been, 
been following him ever since. So I have LeBron jersey for literally every team he's ever played for, except the Lakers. That's on that's on my list to get. Oh, I thought you were going to say that's one I'm not going to get. <laughs> uh, no, I have to. I have to keep the streak going. Yeah, you have to. You have to. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. My player like that when I was younger was Allen Iverson. Okay, that's good company. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. mean, of course, Michael Jordan is my favorite player of all time. As much as I love LeBron, I will take Jordan any day. I mean, I grew up in Chicago. You know, I grew grew up in Illinois. Of course, I'm a Chicago kid. I'm a, I'm a Bulls kid. Definitely. Same here. <laughs> but outside of the Bulls, I, Allen Iverson. If I wasn't watching the Bulls, it was Allen Iverson. That's how I. That's how I went. Oh yeah, he was good. He was fun to watch. Definitely not the greatest player, but if you wanted to watch just a straight score, he was he was phenomenal. Oh yeah, definitely. Did forget one thing, and as you were talking about that, I have to ask you this: Who was you know? If you want to list more than one, but the toughest competition that you played, you know, outside of Hall, outside of high school, you can say college or you know overseas. Who are a couple names that stand out? They're like, man, they were fantastic players. So yeah, I did make a, a list of some people that I played against. So who like comes to mind instantly? Cleveland State. We went to the NCAA tournament twice. So my sophomore year, we played Stanford. So I have Jane Appel, who was like a 6'3 center. Uh, she lit us up for like 30 points. <laughs> and then a guard on that team, Candace Wiggins. They're both in the uh, – Candace is no longer in the WNBA, uh, but Jane Appel is. My senior year, Skylar Diggins, who was the big standout at Notre Dame. She was a freshman when I was a senior, so she really uh, – you know, she took off after that game. But, hey, I played against, you know – the girl who ended up being the number one overall draft pick years down the road. Played in one game for the Connecticut Sun, like one official game. And we played against the Atlanta Dream, which they have Angel McCautry, who I believe she played at Louisville, but one of the top players ever to play in the WNBA. So, you know, I was able to play against her. Tracy Edwards from UWM, so University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Uh, she was a year older than me, and at the time that I graduated, uh, she was the all-time leading scorer in the Horizon League, and I was second. I believe since I left, some girl took over both of us, so I might be currently in third place. But Tracy Edwards, she was a beast inside, and, and I was only 5'8", so I couldn't stop her. But, you know, my team as a whole, I should say the whole league, no one was really able to stop her. So she comes to mind as, you know, one of the best Horizon League players that I ever played against. So I, I played against um, probably some of the best girls in the country. I'm honored. Like, I can say that I played against these girls. These girls are going to, jerseys retired at the professional level. So for me to be able to play them, even if, hey, they might have scored 25 points on me, it's, I, I'm honored to, to say that they scored 25 points on me. Thinking about the names that you said, I'm like, wow, I, I'm not really an avid, you know, WNBA or, or women's college basketball follower. <laughs> you know, I watch... ESPN Sports Center, and I'm, you know, all over ESPN website and, you know, major newspapers, things like that. So I knew a lot of the names that you just mentioned. And to be in that in that company has got to be a good feeling for you. Yeah. I mean, I was able to, you know, measure my game up against some of the, the best players in the country. So, you know, not a lot of people are able to say that. My college professional experience, it was it was an experience. Never thought I would ever get there if you would ask me in high school hey, what are you going to be doing in, you know, the next 10 years? can never say that I would have thought I would have two weeks in the WNBA and playing professionally overseas. Um, it was always a goal. I don't think you realize it until it comes to fruition. So 
I'm very blessed to have done that. You know, it's stories that I can I can take with me for the rest of my life. And stories that you can share with us on Edge of URC podcast. Yes, definitely. Thank you once again. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. We talked a lot about Illinois Valley girls basketball and listed quite a few great players. Thank you for doing this with us. Oh, of course. It was fun. I mean, I don't think I've ever had the opportunity to talk about players I played with, played against. So, I know, it kind of takes me back down memory lane. I'm willing to be on any time because I had a lot of fun doing this. Perfect. I would love to have you on anytime. We can speak uh, as soon as the NBA playoffs pick up since uh, basketball is your favorite sport and mine as well. We can always talk basketball, Kaylee. Definitely. I hope you're ready to debate. Oh, I am. I'm a debater, too. I mean, I was a journalist. Right. Yeah, you probably have one up on me for that one. But you might watch more with me doing this professionally for 14 years. Like, you don't get to watch as much national as you'd like to because, you know, you're working. Right, right. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. All right. Thanks for joining us. And it sounds like we're going to meet up again. Yes. Thanks so much, Brandon.